welcome to your Mind is Trying to Kill You podcast. Join your host, Alexandros Megas, and co-host Vincent Byrne, as they walk you through the deepest recesses of the mind and how it operates. They discuss all the reasons why our minds persistently get in the way of our evolution, growth, and our success. But crucially, they also teach you what you can do to change your destiny. And now, here's your host, Alexandros Megas. Well, hello and welcome to our 43rd episode of the mind-numbing, mind-crushing, Your Mind is Trying to Kill You podcast. I am your host, Alexandros Megas. And I'm your co-host, Vincent Byrne. And today, we have just entered the new year. Uh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, my friend. I am uh, always, always grateful to have you on my side. God forbid you're on the side opposing to me because there will be blood. But happily and thankfully, we're both on the same side. Two massive forces. Did I say two massive horses? Two massive horses riding together as opposed to riding up against one another. <clears throat> Have you ever seen that uh, old uh, <laughs> Levi's commercial where they would uh, strap the pants, you know, each pants <laughs> onto a yeah. different horse yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and try to rip him and just couldn't? Well, this is what happened with uh, our mind. It's a very good visual. The subconscious mind versus the conscious mind. You know, you sit there and they're both pulling the different in different directions. And guess what? No one's gone anywhere. Yeah. Although, as we know, the subconscious mind usually <laughs> wins. Yeah, but still, you know, you have like this massive thing to be dragging with you. It's not comfortable. So today... <clears throat> In the tradition of starting a new year, we will address one of my very favorite topics ever. What's that, Vincent? Uh, new Year's resolutions. That's right. Why is that one of my favorite topics? Because we have all gone through it. There is, I don't think, I don't believe there is a human being unless... You live in a tribe somewhere hidden from what we call civilization. You have gone through a New Year's resolution. And I would bet good money on the fact that you have lost. And because that New Year's resolution never, ever became true, became alive. It never became manifested. Why is that, my friend? Usually because I forgot about it after about three days. Well, that's definitely part of it. 
you know, the impetus is so massive behind it that a couple of days go by, drink a little tequila, a little scotch. Or Irish. <laughs> and then you become forgetful. It makes sense. Mm. Where do we start? Well, do you know where, the, where it came from? I don't know that. That's a good question. Do you know why it started? I don't know where it, <laughs> We should have done that research. And is it in any is is it in any other tradition? Well, as far as I know, anywhere in the civilized world, it's a tradition. And what about the shamanic tradition? I don't think it's part of it. Mm. I don't believe so, because the New Year's resolution in in the shamanic perspective is every day, <laughs> every day. I mean, what is a New Year's resolution, right? It's a a contract you make with yourself to abide by by a certain agreement i don't think anyone sees it like that but that's that's the best way to put it then you might take it more seriously that's interesting i mean that's that has always been my perception of it but how else would you expect to be on it to not deviate from it if you don't look at it as a contract i don't know what is it like a at the very least, it's a challenge, right? It should be, I'm thinking. So, right? What do you think? Well, I think people, certainly the way I would have viewed it and anyone I would know who would talk about um, New Year's resolutions, they would tend to be aspirational, slightly fanciful and not really that serious. And it was something that using those that word that is often maligned and probably rightly so, it's something that you know you should do, but uh, you don't actually do. You haven't done it up to now. Why are you going to do it from just because you clock over into a new year? So I don't think people take them very seriously, which is probably the reason why they're not very successful. And then even I think if you do take them seriously, I'm not sure that certainly until... We met and you you talked about um, resolutions being a contract. Um, I had never looked at it like that and I'd never heard it described like that before. It does put a much more, a much greater sense of importance on it. And I suppose something that's more serious. So that alone, I think, would have a significant impact on your likelihood of... Um, actually achieving it just by taking it more seriously and having a proper contract structure to it. That's uh, <clears throat> enlightening. I, of course, you know, I didn't, I mean, <laughs> I don't, I look at things like, just like most other people from my perspective. So that's very interesting. But be that as you may, that's neither here nor there. Mm. We're here to examine why it is. I mean, you just mentioned the, the fact that most people don't think this is that serious, I guess. Uh, it has something to do with it, you see. Because if you started a New Year's resolution with someone giving you a phone call and saying, Hi, I am a CIA assassin and I'm here to tell you that uh, it has been known that you started a New Year's resolution. And uh, I'd like to inform you, you know, in the interest of being transparent, that 
if this resolution does not become manifest, <laughs> you are to be assassinated when you least expect it. Thank you. Have a good day. <laughs> <laughs> you see, if something like that happened, uh, the stakes would be higher, I think, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> Which is interesting because then it begs the question, why don't we take things like that seriously? And therefore, there's another question <laughs> that accompanies this one. Why don't we take our lives seriously? I mean, if we look at it, let's just take a few steps back and re-examine the fact that we don't take our lives seriously because we know what must be done. We know what we have to do. We know what is right for us. We know what's wrong for us. Why would we need someone to threaten us with uh, harm or other types of punishment to get on it, to do what we got to do anyway, to do what we came here to do. That doesn't make sense, right? That sounds... It doesn't make sense, but I think we've lost, we've lost the connection with the idea of doing what we were sent here to do. I think generally society doesn't think in those terms. I think it thinks in terms of day-to-day I won't say survival, although it is survival for some people, but day-to-day striving, which is more to do with superficial acquisition of things, all that sort of stuff. So the idea of the greater purpose in life is not something I think that people pay much attention to. Maybe they start thinking about it when they get to my age and towards the the latter part of their lives, but um, for the greater part, I don't think so. And after having gone through... 42 episodes of Your Mind is Trying to Kill You, it is, I believe, apparent why this happens. And and we're just about to get onto that. It happens because our decision maker, our inner decision maker is our subconscious mind. Our subconscious mind is the boss. Our subconscious mind is also, as we know, a child. Very, very emotional, highly emotional, highly creative, highly powerful, massively powerful as a matter of fact, but inherently very lazy. Uh, And I say lazy because it just doesn't want to do things that it's been asked to do. Maybe maybe the word lazy is not uh, entirely accurate, you know, because perhaps it's just being very... Calculating, perhaps the subconscious mind is being very um, aware of the fact that something needs to be done and something else doesn't need to be done. But what is it that instructs the subconscious mind to act one way or another? As we have said numerous times, that thing that is instructive of the subconscious mind is programming, conditioning, inner programming, right? Mind programming. And... Mm -hmm. This is all our inner beliefs. Everything that has become a belief since we're born is a program that is instructing at some some point or another, some way or another, is instructing the subconscious mind to act one way or another, usually another. Mm. So what happens here is that, let's say, the request is lose weight oh 
my New Year's resolution is I want to lose 50 pounds. And that is the request. The request is lose 50 pounds. That request goes to the boss, goes to the financier, as we call it here. And that financier is looking upon the proposal. And the first thing that needs to be on the proposal is the why. Why, dear sir or madam, are you requesting me to give you energy? It's a financier. Of course, money is energy. So we call it the financier because that's what we expect. From the subconscious mind, we expect the energetic support, right? We expect the enthusiasm. That's where it all comes from. So the financier slash subconscious mind is asking the question, why should I do this? Why should I give you the enthusiasm, the sustaining enthusiasm, the motivation and the excitement to do this, to go to the gym? I mean, in many cases, of course, you know, the, the conscious mind will reply with, well, you know, it's the right thing to do. We need to be healthy. The doctor said we need to be healthy. Everyone says we need to be healthy. Financier goes, what the fuck does that even mean? I don't understand this language. Please give it to me in terms that I can comprehend. Because being healthy means nothing to the all emotional part of the self. Being healthy is a, is a conscious, is a rational Right? The, the approach is a rational approach, 100%. The, the child right, doesn't understand what being healthy is. If you go to a child and be like, look, you have to eat your vegetables, which actually is, <laughs> ironically, a conversation I'm having with a seven-year-old currently. You got to eat your vegetables because otherwise you won't, you know, you won't grow properly. You won't be healthy. To which she replies, what the fuck does that even mean? Look at me, I'm strong, I'm healthy. I haven't been eating vegetables. Your uh, proof is bullshit. You have no proof. You can't convince me, right? Where's the proof? Show me the proof. That's true, right? <clears throat> so that's exactly how it works. You go to the subconscious mind with, you go to the child with a rational approach, the child will be like, you know, I've got so much shit to do here, okay? And you're interrupting this massively magical list of things to do. Playing, uh, watching TikTok, uh, messing with the dogs, uh, drawing, you know what I mean? Uh, eating... There's all these things I have to do and you come here requesting some bullshit of me. You know, I think of it as like a mafia boss. You know what I mean? <laughs> what? Just, how dare you waste my time? <laughs> Just give me something I can bite into, man. Health schmelf. So, so we go back, we retreat, right? And we start like writing things down <laughs> to come up with a better plan because we must, if we value that resolution, that agreement that we came up with for this year, 
we must come up with a better proposal. A proposal that will excite the subconscious mind, the child. A proposal that the child will be like, oh, that sounds like fun. Where do I sign up? Because if we don't do that, the child will be like, uh, next, <laughs> please. Don't let the door hit you on the ass, right? Because there's no, the child doesn't give a shit. It doesn't have, it doesn't have any, if, he, if there's no stake in that kind of conversation, if there's, what's in it for me? See, uh, and that, by the way, I'm putting a parenthesis there, is an extremely um, important concept for everyone to understand. Because this also affects our everyday engagement with the world. And of course, we have been conditioned to think that this is just, it's too selfish to think like that, right? That's not, that's not cool. This isn't right. You, you, you have to do things from a perspective where you're out there to help. So if someone comes for help, you don't think about this horrible, horrible concept. What's in it for me? Is there something else I can help with? No, Siri. See, even, even, <laughs> even Siri wants to help. Do you see that? <laughs> see, even Siri wants to help, yeah. Conditioning, programming. <laughs> the truth of the matter is that when we deal with everybody else, we deal with everybody else's subconscious mind. And... If we do, what do we need to keep in mind here? That everybody else's subconscious mind, even if they don't admit it to their conscious self, will be, what's in it for me? That's why when we come up with a successful proposition in the world, even in the business world, what you know, everything. Of course, you might think that every kind of exchange, every kind of agreement, is a business deal, even if it just involves emotions, like for example, in our relationships. There's always what's in it for me. And if we disregard that, we're bound to deal with the consequences. The consequences are being rejected because you can only be your altruistic self for so long. Sooner or later, the owner of uh, the apartment, right, a landlord, will come in and be like, Hey, it's the, it's the fifth of the month. Where's the rent? <laughs> it all comes down to that kind of thing where people can give without getting for so long. So it's very important to remember that. Going back to the subconscious mind, then when we go there with the request to lose weight, Mr. Mrs. Subconscious Mind, I need to lose 50 pounds. Please help me. You have to come up with reasons that will be exciting to the subconscious mind, such as, hey, you know what happens when we lose 50 pounds? We will be looking sexy we will be looking banging man we will go i mean in a few months what is it like six months 
Summer will be here. Guess who's going to the beach? Guess who's going to have a beach body? Guess who's going to attract all the attention? Subconscious mind is like, oh, holy shit. That's, that's a good point. We need to do that. We really need to do that. Okay, let's do it. Here's the excitement. Here's the energy. Here's the motivation. And of course, with every day that we do this, with every day that we know that we're doing it, and we have done it, we look back and feel good. And as we feel good, as we see the pounds dropping, you know, even if it is like half a pound, it's like, whoa, you know, the, this, and, and that's confirmation to the subconscious mind. These things work. This thing, this thing is working out. And if it's working out, that means that we are that much closer to be able to go to the beach and dazzle the crowds, right? With our physique, with our new physique, with our new body. Because what is the alternative? The subconscious mind, which is solely interested in things that are fun to do, will look at your proposal and your proposal will go against things like, okay, what do I have to sacrifice in order to commit to this? I have to sacrifice, uh, let's see here, going out uh, with uh, the guys for a drink uh, every day, right, to, to the pub after work. I have to uh, sacrifice what uh, chilling with the family right before dinner, having a good time by the fireplace, having a drink. I have to sacrifice the being too tired. And so we can't just sit there, chill with the family some more and watch a movie after dinner. Now that, that hurts. I have to sacrifice on playing some video games. That's my video game time, man. That's not cool. You know, it's a sacred time. Really, we know that. Everybody knows that. So if what you get back is not of a higher value than what you have to give, what you have to sacrifice, your um, proposal is dead in the water, as they say. Whatever that means. I don't know what that means. <laughs> right? What do you think about that, my friend? Yeah, I mean, we talked about this uh, before. Um, it's kind of like the, it's like the manifestation um, principles as well that you've um, talked about many times. Unless we create a degree of um, excitement about the new proposal so that the subconscious can almost compare it to what it's currently doing and make a decision going this way is much more interesting than staying doing what I'm doing. So therefore it becomes a no-brainer to actually follow through and do whatever action you need to take in relation to the resolution. So it's, uh, it, makes, it makes perfect sense. And certainly any time I've tried to, to do something that I wanted to put in place, I never thought of it. You know, I never thought of it being a trade-off. I never thought of this balancing thing that uh, might be going on in my subconscious to decide whether this was worthy or not. I just didn't know. So I think bringing that kind of perspective on it lets people see 
the kind of processes or or the 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 thinking um or feeling process that's going on in the mind when when you put a resolution or a new habit or just even a dream that you want to go for uh, put it on the table it's got to actually spark real curiosity and interest for the subconscious mind in order for it to want to do it um, otherwise you're pushing the rock up the hill in cement and every other inhibitor that might get in your way so uh, yeah it makes perfect sense right exactly pushing a rock up up the hill i like that that's sisyphus that's a sisyphus um, proposition <laughs> this is what yeah. sisyphus had to do. and it's in cement right <laughs> <laughs> and you know what happened the, even if you get it up there you know the the massive irony and comedic tragedy of that uh, punishment was that when Sisyphus got up, you know, because the, the heel had a very pointy top, right? So when he got up there, the <laughs> the impetus of the massive sphere would just move towards the other side and it would roll down the other side. That's uh, leave it to the to the Greeks to to give you a punishment that uh, will be undoubtedly <laughs> eternal. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a, a torture. Yeah, this is why you stay away from uh, Mediterranean and specifically Greek women, my friend, because they know that kind yeah. of torture is embedded in their DNA. <laughs> So in terms of, you know, the, the resolution uh, and people making commitments that they want to create or achieve, have you any view in relation to whether you should pick one or whether it's good to pick a few or, you know, what, what have you found has been assuming that you set it up with a proper contract, assuming that you use the right coaxing of the subconscious uh, and presenting it a proposal which is um, exciting and interesting to it. I mean, is it is it um, is it wise to just focus on one thing and stick with that until it's accomplished, or could you make a list? Absolutely, it's wise. As a matter of fact, yeah. Okay, forget about New Year's resolutions and think about target practicing. You know what I mean? Like, where you have one uh, of those BB guns, right? And how do you approach hitting multiple targets, right? Unless you're using, like, I don't know, a bazooka and all the targets are in relative, you know, proximity to one another. <clears throat> what do you do? You just shoot one at a time. Hmm. And that is the only way that I know of to get things done. Otherwise, you are setting yourself up for failure and disappointment because all these other things will cut into the already limited energy, excitement, and enthusiasm, motivation of achieving the one thing. So think about it in this way. If you need to make a big fire, 
you know, they have like this fire pit. You need to make a big fire, really big. Uh, but you have a limited amount of wood. What's what's the best way to do it? Just properly use all this wood on this one fire or light several little fires. It makes total sense. You approach one goal at a time. And that's going to be even better because by accomplishing the one, you will get double the energy, the excitement, and the motivation to continue with the, with the next one, you see. And so, yes, I would say 100% do one at a time. Your, the goal should be one at a time. Okay. So in relation to the biggest mistakes that you would typically see people make, we're not just talking, as you mentioned there, about resolutions, but in terms of trying to set goals for themselves or chase their dream or whatever it may be, what, what would you see as been the things that people do wrong? The biggest mistake is not having a good reason to do what you're doing, which again is the reason why the subconscious mind will reject it sooner or later. It's, in, it's interesting because that would be what I find when I'm coaching in particular business owners. The original reason that they would have had for, say, starting their business might have been because they wanted the freedom or they wanted to get out away from their boss or because they had a dream of, of, of having the business. But it, it kind of gets them to, to a point where they get started. And if they're reasonably lucky and they, they work hard, it gets them to continue. But then the question is, they want, or th then the request is, I want to make it bigger, or I want to make it faster, or I want to make it shinier, or whatever. And when you ask them why, invariably they don't know. And the people who do know tend to be much clearer about what they then need to do. And usually they're only coming. I'm working with you as a coach to help them clarify things. Whereas others, they're kind of lost, even though they've created a level of success. It's like as if the, the original reason has now been met and now they need to set another reason or come up with another reason, but they, they don't really know how to. So as a result, the whole thing tends to stall a bit. Right. <clears throat> of course. It makes total sense because... And that's why, you know, that's another thing. If you talk, if we talk about being depressed, for example, right? What happens? People don't want to get out of bed. Why? Because they don't have a good enough reason to do that, you know? You, you have to have a good reason for everything you do. Otherwise, you're going to find reasons to not do it. And, and those are very easy to find, you know, generally. Why? Because the subconscious mind that is plagued with numerous programs already, uh, most of them negative programs or limiting programs, as we call it, is going to be the first to jump up with uh, objections. <laughs> you know, like I, I always remember... That the conversation between uh, 
in this in this movie, which is also a book, Nikos Kazantzakis' uh, famous book that became a movie, The Last Temptation of Christ. So when Jesus is praying up in the mountain by himself, you know, like for 40 days, um, the devil approaches him, of course, as a seductive, beautiful woman, <clears throat> which makes sense. And uh, the devil says to him, why are you trying to save the world? Aren't your own sins enough for you? What arrogance to think you can change the world or save the world rather. The world doesn't need to be saved. Save yourself. <laughs> now, I think this is brilliant because it shows us exactly, you see, that the devil's advocate, right? The subconscious mind will act like that. And it will act like that every single time. And it will be very persuasive. Like, why do you have to waste time and energy and money going to that stupid gym? What are you trying to accomplish? Why can't you just relax a little bit? Why do you have to make it complicated all the time? Just trying to do something, do this, do that. Just relax and live your life. Can't you just do that? Can you enjoy your life a little bit? Why do you have to be doing things that involve struggle all the time? What is the matter with you? Why can't you just sit back and light a fire and have a beer or a scotch and a cigar. Now that is, that's living the good life, right? Play with your kid. What kind of a father are you? Abandoning your family to go just make some muscles? Stupid, stu it's just really arrogant and selfish. Why do you have to act like that? Why can't you just relax and do what everyone else does? Why? Are you special? Do you think you're so special? You're not special. You're just a speck of dust in the universe. <laughs> See, I make a good devil's advocate, don't I? You'd make a good. You'd make a good subconscious mind if you uh, subconscious mind for hire. <laughs> I know. I know, you know what I mean? It's like, that, that should, gee, oh shit, dude, this should be a domain. This should be like within the coaching arena. That should be a domain, you know? Just hiring someone who knows exactly what kind of objections are going to come up. <laughs> yeah. So so you can deal with it properly. So that's, but that's what happens. And he makes, you know, the, the most horrifying aspect of it? He makes total sense. He makes total sense. Why? You know why I'm so good at coming up with this shit? Because I experience them all the time. <laughs> I am the subject of this kind of dialogues. Sometimes on a daily basis. Do you see? And now... What has gotten me good at that, and of course, a debate in general, although, let's face it, being Greek is already, is already a good reason to debate. But uh, other than that, 
see those come all these objections come up all the time right for me and now i have to come up with a good it's, it's like we're playing in court here you know what I mean? it's uh, it's the the defender the public defender whatever like your lawyer and uh, and uh, the prosecutor <laughs> the subconscious is the prosecutor so so now you have to come up with really good reasons to be let go, to not be put in jail, proverbial jail, you know, to not get rejected. Mm. And that is a practice that uh, most, uh, all of us experience, but few of us pra practice, get on it, you know, because most people are like, oh shit, you got me there. <laughs> And you're like, okay, fine. Let's grab a beer. <laughs> Bring on that cheesecake from two days ago. Because you have <laughs> to hone your skills. If you're going to go up against the force, you have to be persuasive. You know, it's not really about going up against it. Yeah, but you have to persuade. You definitely have to persuade it. You, you have to win it over for it to want to go with your proposal it's it's more of a cajoling thing it's a bit like telling a child to, to do something it doesn't want to do if you keep persisting with telling it what to do it's just going to dig its heels in but if you come out it another way and talk about there being some incentive or it's going to be great fun or what you'll do afterwards or whatever then they're more likely to go along with it so i think that's that's more the point but again, I think that's really valuable because not many people see it like that. They don't see that that's an important aspect that you need to incorporate in how you define what you're trying to do, the goal or the habit that you're trying to instill. And clearly the one about not having a very good reason or compelling reason for doing it is a starting point. I mean, if you if if you just want to lose weight, you know, if that's not something that uh, in itself is of any uh, importance to you, then why would you do it? Other than if you attach some sort of meaning or significance to the idea of losing weight. So, okay, not having a good reason is is uh, one major in one major reason why people don't do this well. What else? Well, since we're talking about having a good reason the obvious question would be, what's a good reason? <laughs> what is a good reason? So when we say good reason, uh, in essence, what we mean is a good emotional reason. For example, when we talk about the losing weight example, a, a great emotional reason would be, I can't play with my kids. I can't play with them. I'm, you know, I, I take five steps and, and I'm out of breath. Another good emotional reason? I, I can't play with my kids. And if I continue to try to play with my kids in this shape that I'm in, I might have a heart attack. That's worse. <laughs> That's even worse. You see, emotional reasons are the most appropriate reasons to do anything. And if you don't have a good emotional reason, then you might as well not even start. So, so what you're, you're looking to achieve, an emotional reason is one that gets you positively excited 
or one that gets you that on one level you're feeling a level a level of fear and what you're looking to do is to move away from that fear so you're it's a way out, out of that fear away from the pain as it were i know that we talk about people are either moving towards pleasure or away from pain so that's what you're looking to try and induce with these emotions you want either positive feelings or less bad feelings um, as being your driver here. That's right. That's exactly what you need to do in order to get the subconscious mind to be your cheerleader. Mm. Otherwise, it's not going to happen and you're going to fail. You're going to fail every time. You're going to fail miserably (laughs) and you're going to fail consistently. Yeah, and I mean, I think if this was just about New Year's resolutions that you talk about on New Year's Eve and then forget about by the end of the first week and then never, and you, and you don't need to think about them again, uh, it wouldn't be such a big issue. But what we're really talking about is the ability to live a full life and create and manifest what it is that you want as and when you want it. And as you said before, when you realize that you can manifest and create as and when you want it, you start to realize your own divinity and your own power and the fact that you're not dependent upon anybody else to sort you out or to fix you, that you actually you're demonstrating to yourself by these examples of creation and manifestation that you actually have far more power than you think you have. Absolutely. That's what it comes down to, right? Because once you start, once you start uh, detecting that you can do things, that you can accomplish things, that things that you didn't before think you could, and once you start proving to yourself that you can, by doing them, you know, even when you do them one, one at a time, you get the ammunition. You get the the proof. You know, you know, as I say, the proof is in the pudding. <laughs> well, when you have the pudding and you're cooking and you're cooking, it's like, oh shit, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> is it is it right? Did I did I do it correctly? And after you're done, right, and you taste the pudding, you're like, oh shit, this is awesome. That's what happens. Then at that moment, moment, all previous reasons for not doing something because you thought by default you're going to fail, start dissipating. This yeah. is the magic. It's just your magic. It's your mojo, you know? And uh, and you get that. You get that by taking those steps uh, based on, you know, following after a good emotional reason, a good emotional reason. See, for me... Um, the reason is freedom and boundless creativity. So I have to feed that kind of master. I have to feed that kind of God within that needs to be creative with everything I do, every single thing. When I say creative, of course, I don't just mean artistic. I mean creative. And creative is also something that is constructive, something that is a good idea, 
right? Something that is um, a, a new philosophy that can aid my life, that can make my life better, that can make my life more fulfilling, that can make my life more prolific and more um, prosperous. So given that resolutions or New Year's resolutions are the things that, as, as we've said, um, people don't particularly take too seriously and then fall off the wagon and don't stick to them. What we're saying is that it's almost like you if, you, if you haven't felt this sense of being creative and being able to manifest before, um, if you haven't felt the need to look into that space because you've been so consumed with your day-to-day, -day, I suppose, superficial living. In many respects, the New Year's resolution is a, is a, a very tiny but simple window in to start that process of discovering exactly how powerful you are and therefore I suppose reminded by the fact that it is something that we might aspire to do at the start of the year it's worth actually taking the time to do it right and to take it seriously and not just have it as a as a, a flippant um sort of new year's eve half drunken sort of suggestion that that's what you're going to do but actually to sit down decide what it is you want to do decide how you need to frame it in order to get the subconscious mind on board and to then realize as you make it happen make it a reality that this is you not just putting something out there and letting it happen but this is you actually with your power making it happen and demonstrating how powerful you are. And it could be the opportunity for you to start on a, a journey whereby you create and manifest one thing after the other, after the other, after the other, no matter how big or small it might be. And bringing you to a place where your life has that purpose that it probably was missing or you didn't realize you actually had. That's how, that for me is how this, the whole resolution thing has the possibility of creating such a big, powerful aha, I suppose, for people. Um, if they do take it seriously and give it a, a proper go. Absolutely. And not to forget one thing that uh, most people never get to by succumbing to uh, the programming, by by not being a good uh, debating force, you know, debating your subconscious mind that says, "I was bullshit. Don't just don't do it. It's there's no point." You know, you, we all know you tried it before and it didn't work. I mean, how many how many times have you tried it? What? Forty uh, two times? Yes. I mean, <laughs> let's look at the proof here, right? Let's look at. Let's look, let's be rational. Let's be rational here. <laughs> Just look at the proof. Let's be, let's be realistic. <laughs> you have nothing going for you. You got everything going against you. I mean, what are you doing? You're beating a dead horse. So one of the massive, and I'll say that, and I think, well, that, uh, I guess we can close because it's talk about beating a dead horse. <laughs> I mean, I think it's clear. Uh, what we're proposing here. Most people don't 
anticipate the the biggest benefit out of beating the subconscious mind in this debate once is that you don't even know you have no idea what's gonna present itself in the horizon right after this one win like you don't know like i've experienced that so many times i'm sure you have as well where you were going in for one thing you know like okay that was my blah 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 you know what my reason is this and now that you stepped into it successfully and you accomplished that one thing that you needed to do, all of a sudden your reason became something way grander. You saw stuff that you never saw before. You became enlightened in that sense, you know? You, you see the possibilities that before you couldn't because you were blinded by your limiting beliefs, by your programming. But taking the leap of faith and, uh, and finding that good emotional reason to do this one thing can then potentially lead you into a world, into a universe of changes that all lay in front of you for you to pick. Changes that you know now are fully attainable. They're not some kind of fantasy, you know? They're not some kind of a pipe dream. They are 100% achievable, attainable. So don't rob yourself of the opportunity to unlock a massive force. You can start, we surely can start with a New Year's resolution um, by beating it, by doing it, by achieving it. It doesn't have to be huge because... If it's something that you wouldn't have done before and now you do, now you have, on the next step, you will be awakened to a world of possibilities you had no idea you could embrace before. Make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So, wrapping up. Yeah. Any? Do you have any last thoughts? I mean, that was my last thought. Okay. Well, my last thought is that... Um, I, I, I certainly, until I started having these kind of conversations with you and before we started doing the podcast, I didn't see things in the way that you helped me see. I mean, it was, it was very superficial, but I started to learn what was needed in order to um, start to create. And there's no doubt that in the past year since we, we started these conversations, that things have changed dramatically for me in terms of my circumstances, in terms of opportunity. And, and I can't say specifically that any individual thing that I wanted to create happened the way that I thought it did. But usually something else, probably even better, happened in its place. And... I know that, I, I absolutely know that if I hadn't been doing the practices that you taught me to do, that, that these things wouldn't have happened. Not that they, they wouldn't have occurred in some way out there in the, in the ether, but I, I, I felt that I was in a position to see them going by and grabbing them and pulling them in to me in whatever way that, that had happened. So the, the, the oddest things have happened 
opportunities have fallen out of nowhere in the most unhelpful circumstances for business and for the economy as it is. And yet I had probably the best year income wise in probably about five years last year. And 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 it only happened it it only started to happen in the latter part of the year. So even though I was still trundling along on the same baseline as it were um for the, as for the previous five years, uh, was trundling along the same baseline for the first six, seven months, all of a sudden it took off and even in the space of the last four or five months everything went out of the you know out of the stratosphere in terms of by comparison with previous years. So I mean it's it's uh, um, phenomenal what has happened from my point of view and, and I feel that sense of sense of excitement um, around the ability to create. I'm still been very tentative about it. I'm not I'm not a you know a confident creator or resolutionist <laughs> um, but uh, it, it's been done with a sense of excitement and curiosity um, that what's the next thing I can create and that's um, I think that's hugely important to say because this stuff can sound very theoretical and I know that you've told stories of you know how you came you got your house and various other things um, but that's been my experience of doing this I'm working with you over the past year and uh, it's um, uh, I'm excited about what this year is going to bring as a result of doing the same. I'm so happy to to hear that, brother. I'm really, I'm so happy. Because, you know why? Because that is um, confirmation for me, for, for one of my major whys, you see, uh, that I decided to start doing this for. And seeing seeing that being helpful in opening some doors or some avenues is extremely gratifying to me. And uh, I will say, although I don't need to say it because you already know it, that the next year is going to be even more surprising in the ways that uh, it's going to expand your magic. So, you know, look for it in everything because it's going to be there. Yeah. 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 Well, one of the one of the tests and I don't know, I don't think I said it to you, but um, uh, before Christmas, I um, I went in and I consciously um, I made the decision that I was going to buy one of your pieces of art, uh, one of the prints. And here it is behind me on the wall. And I said next year I'll be buying an original. Nice. Now. Wow. Nice. Well, perhaps, perhaps next year you'll be buying your own magical portrait. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because that's, uh, see, going into, I'd, I'd love to actually, maybe one of the, the future podcasts we can talk about that kind of stuff because it's all um, relative to what it is that we're doing here, which is what? Find all the ways there are to unlock all our possibilities and our potential. And uh, the art 
as you know, me viewing it as fully magical. And I mean, magical uh, as in sorcery kind of magical, you know, the, uh, the potential to create uh, massive changes um, because it's all about symbols, right? We know it's the language of the subconscious. So the more of that language you open up the conversation with the subconscious, um, the more the subconscious starts talking back to you. And how does it talk back to you? It talks back to you in praxis, in... Uh, in, in um, actions. So the actions of the subconscious are the manifestations that you seek. Mm. Uh, and that's ultimately what we all need, isn't it? To find a way to strike a conversation with our child that has been left abandoned for so long. And so, yeah, <laughs> wow. The... The Magical Portraits is, is what I am working on currently and I am opening up to the world. Uh, because, you know, having, as you said, having one piece that inspires you is creating some positive inner turmoil already. Now, imagine if you were looking at yourself, at your magical self on a daily basis, what could happen, right? Well... Thank you. I look forward to it. Thank you, my friend. And I, I am looking forward to it as well. In all the ways that I know now, I am uh, walking a path that is very challenging. And that path is uh, to have as many people create their own original magical portraits as possible. And, and this is, it's, it's a massive challenge for him because it, it goes, there's, there's so much that goes into this process. And, and it is taking so much out of me because I have to, for all intents and purposes, create a magical spell. That's what this is. And I have to create that spell in inner energetic cooperation with the recipient of the portrait so it's not just hey what i think about uh, that portrait should be which of course again is, is a big part of it but it's also what you need so those two they have to converge right and create a an amalgamation of uh, awesomeness that will then be your own portrait uh, dorian gray portrait right <laughs> uh, in some sense because it will collect then energy from you it will collect love from you it will collect emotion from you and will reflect back that tenfold a hundredfold it's going to be okay. recharging you on a daily basis just like you know looking if you were looking in the mirror and fairies appeared you know and and sparkling dust you know uh, on a daily basis then wouldn't you be looking forward to the opportunity to look in the mirror that's that's what we're talking about here so thank you so much for mentioning this it's uh it's a huge deal to find your purpose yeah. and when you find it 
to keep on weaving that. Because it is, you know, finding your purpose really is uh, getting a massive, uh, a bunch of like, what, whatever, wool, you know, if you, if you were like <laughs> making a sweater, knitting a sweater, you get the material. That is your purpose. Your purpose is you receiving the material. And then you expand upon it by creating amazing, magical artifacts with that material. You know, if that is wool, that is your thing, then you make amazing sweaters. You make blankets, you make, you know, little hats, whatever. But the more you make, the more powerful you become, the more positive you become. It's a positive force in the universe, right? You, you meet people and you unleash that kind of energy onto them. You can change them. You become a, a magical virus, right? And, and you tap them and then, oh, they, they're like, wow, I feel good. I feel good after having met with you, Vincent, and having a cup of tea. That's what you guys have. I never understood that. How do you, how do you guys get tea? I don't get it. But, yeah. but be that as it may. Thank you, brother. And uh, as we always say, until next week. Let's be careful out there. And don't let your mind kill you. Thanks for listening to Your Mind is Trying to Kill You with Alexandros Megas and Vincent Byrne. If you like our show and want to make sure that you don't miss an episode, then we would love if you would subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on whatever platform you're listening to us on. And you'd be doing us a big favor if you would support us by leaving a review as well. It would also be great if you would take a screenshot of this episode on your smartphone and share it on social media. So join us next Wednesday when we talk more about mind hacking and taking back control of your life. Until then, have a great week. Mm-hmm.